Hello again and welcome fancy fantasy football podcast listeners. This is your commissioner and host Patrick Polk and I'm here to record a special preseason final before the season starts hype podcast with none other than my lovely roommate and friend and wife Jennifer Murphy. Say hello Jen. That uh, roommate joke's never gonna get old for you huh? No never will. It's weird recording so far away from each other now. Yeah, well, uh, we've, we've advanced the setup, and now we're uh, ready to really be serious about this. Really upgraded the stewed. Indeed. So, um, we don't have super firm plans for this podcast, but again... Oh, I have an idea. Okay. What are you drinking tonight, Patrick? One of my rules about podcast night is that I have to drink an alcoholic beverage, because this makes me nervous. Good for you. <laughs> um, I am drinking Michigan Harvest Cider by Virtue. Um, from Michigan, and it's very good, and it's a semi-dry cider, so it's a little bit sweeter than some of the other uh, Virtue ciders, and it's very good. How do you feel about the uh, Virtue cider pigs? Uh, The pigs are, the the adult ones that we saw were, were cool and fun they're they're they weren't cute i would say but they they were were, so big they were enormous and likable how many pounds did they say they weighed uh the biggest one i think was 900 pounds that's so many pounds it's a lot of pounds um and the piglets that were born like right after we left uh were super adorable that's what i thought what about you what did i think of the piglets or what am i drinking both pigs Um, first i'm gonna say i agree with your assessment of the pigs they were alarmingly large in real life um and not cute at all. They were pretty gross, actually. <laughs> Turns out that large English apple pigs? What kind of pigs were they? Like, I don't remember. It was the name of like a region of England. Yeah, well, whatever they are, um, I think best appreciated from, from far away. Uh, what am I drinking? I wanted a gin and tonic, but I never seem to have tonic around when I want a gin and tonic. And so I'm having, per my sister's suggestion, a gin and soda, which is soda water, gin, and lime and it turns out that i really like gin so this is actually working for me i mean i miss the tonic but like no it's pretty drinkable yeah i'm, I'm not shocked that it's pretty i comparable. just really wasn't in the mood for a beer that's fine you, you you do you um shall we commence with football fun yeah of course uh so we are recording this on uh, thursday august 31st which is exactly one week before the nfl season starts uh, so I hope everyone's very excited and uh, is ready ready to rock. So uh, the traditional thing I think that I need to start with is the power rankings. It's, it's barely the preseason anymore, so I have to uh, talk about the power rankings while I still can. Uh, so I have updated the power rankings to include uh, stats from the 2016 season, and there have been some big, big moves in the power rankings. So if you recall, the power rankings are cumulative, they take into account each regular season's uh, total points scored for every team and also each uh, playoffs final standings for every team. And I, I weighed them so that the more recent seasons are weighted more heavily uh, than the older seasons. And looking at the results, it seems like possibly I weighed the newest seasons a little too heavily based on some of the movement, but... Uh, it's fun to look at. So here I go. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> so, um, as you might recall, last season, uh, Jen was at the top, followed by Meg Murphy, followed by Nick, followed by Annalisa, followed by Abby. Those were the top five. Now, uh, with the new seasons 
stats incorporated we still have jen at the top uh just behind jen we have nick who who rose pretty well and then meg murphy then annalisa and then in fifth place we have gary I was expecting a reaction there, Jen. You had already told me. Thank you. Before the pod started, I was supposed to fake a reaction for you. Um. Well, I didn't tell you. I didn't say that he was in fifth. Uh, if you're keeping track, Gary was in dead last at the end of last season. Uh, I mean, at the, the preseason last season. And now he's in fifth place. So he jumped up five spots, which is very impressive. Way to go, Gary. Uh, then I am in sixth. In the current rankings, and then Van Collins, then Abby, then Casey, then Tim. And uh, looking at the actual point spread, it's pretty close between Jen and Nick, and then a little bit of a drop before Meg, and then a bigger drop. Who has more points, me or Nick? Well, you, so your, your power ranking points are 1101, and Nick's are 1091. So he's like 10 points behind you. But I think overall he has the most right um actually i can tell you i have a spreadsheet for that he does have the most by uh about a hundred and six points that sounds not like an about that sounds well i I didn't include the decimal (laughs) 106.2 points no that's not right yes it is congratulations nick thank you oh i thought you were congratulating me for using my spreadsheet so quickly no that wasn't quick or impressive oh my god uh why would you be so disparaging (laughs) but i i was just i don't yeah i don't uh my spreadsheet is about the individual seasons not about um i don't add up their points or their final rankings or anything like that but anyway i I just thought so nick i as we predicted before the season started we had said nick was very solid uh every season and he was due essentially and then he went and won it last year um, and you have been very solid and you, you set a new league record for total points scored. Um, and then, uh, you, you did not win though. You got fourth place in the playoffs, unfortunately. It, and also I know we pointed this out before, but I really want to emphasize your new record for total points scored in a regular season was 1,423.6 beating Megan Murphy's record of 100, uh, 1,423.0. You beat her on the course of an entire season by 0.6 points. Yes, well, it's my name. My name on the record board now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy. So anyway, um, those are the power rankings. Uh, everyone just, you know, keep scoring those points and doing well in playoffs, and, and you could be the next Gary jumping up five spots. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Don't you want to be the next Gary? I mean, everybody wants to be the next Gary. Exactly. So that was uh, that, that was my, my, my stat contribution. What, what do you have, Jennifer? Oh, I have a lot. Um, I'm actually finishing up calculating something as we speak. It's almost like you didn't know we were recording a podcast. Um, I thought maybe we could take a look at who has team names. Sure. Looking at the scoreboard for this week one, we've got a matchup of Tired of Winning versus Tammany Tigers. That would be me versus Jen. Please explain both of our names. Tired of Winning would be a reference to Donald Trump saying that you're going to win so much you're going to be tired of winning and the tammany tigers is a reference to tammany hall the uh early 20th century new york corrupt grifting uh politician is it early 20th century when was it i think so um and they're and tigers is but just, it was a long time that they had yeah 
Well, I mean, Tammany Hall. Okay, so apparently the Democratic Party of New York was the, they were called tigers. That was like their unofficial animal mascot. So seemed appropriate. I am trying to keep with animal themes because I feel like I did well the first season I had an animal. And last season, in spite of my miserable placing in fourth, I feel like I had a good season and forces were just conspiring against me, as is evidenced by my very high points. So I feel like it's not Paddington's fault. Um, and so I'm keeping with the animal theme. Congratulations. Next, we have Jordy. I hope there are tapes on Lisa Johnson versus... Nenestoyatsky Fantasy Football. Please explain both of those names. Well, I get Annalise's. Um, <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would be a reference to the former FBI director saying, Lordy, I hope there are tapes in reference to his conversations with Donald Trump. Um, and I think that's pretty funny because Jordy and Lordy rhyme. Um... I'm not sure about Casey's. Obviously, I assume fantasy football uh, would be foreign, probably. It looks Russian to me. Yeah, so maybe it's just, just a joke about Russian. Um, but I don't know what Nenestoyaski means. But anyway, good job, Casey. Always with the inscrutable team names. Next, we have Tim's team, Tim Crowley versus Meg M's team, Megan Murphy. I'm going to go ahead and say that those were not renamed. Seems like that's a no. And uh, recently, Meg Murphy has been complaining that she doesn't have enough time to come up with a team name when she had to, like, at the time of the complaint, she had, like, 10 days before the season started or so. Um, I think that's plenty of time. Uh, but but it, anyway, hopefully that comes together before the season starts. Next, we've got Squad Save America, Gary Nelson, versus Young, Scrappy, and Hungry, Abby Saul. Um, Squad Save America would be a reference to either God Save America, the actual phrase, or Pod Save America, which is what I like to think it is, which is a reference to the podcast. Um, Young, Scrappy, and Hungry, I don't know the specific reference. Do you? Hamilton? Was it Scrappy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Am I, am I wrong about that? I thought it was something else. Um, I'm not going to sing on the podcast. You should. I'm, I'm definitely not going to. Well, anyway, uh, I I thought it was like a, a different, I thought it was a very close to that, but not that in Hamilton, but maybe I was wrong. Just look it up. Okay. Yes, it is from uh, my shot from Hamilton. Yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. I, I was going to say I'm excited to see if Abby confirms that that is the correct interpretation, but I feel pretty strongly that it is. It must be, yes. And then finally, we've got, and this one's fun in a way, and weird in a way, uh, we've got five dragon emojis, Nick Spear, and we have Meg C's team, Meg Collins. So Nick's is obviously a reference to his receipt of uh, five dragons for his, his roster post-draft, um, and Meg Collins has not renamed her team yet. Notably... I do not, I cannot make any sort of uh, political connection to Nick's uh, team name, and it's just bragging about how I evaluated his roster. And also, if it's funny because if you look at his team in the iPhone app, and I'm sure it's also the same on Android, um, it doesn't, it can't interpret the emojis, so it's just like diamond question marks. 
Um, maybe it's a either a placeholder or I don't. Megan and Nick don't watch Game of Thrones, right? I was gonna say maybe he's like making a political reference to Game of Thrones. He didn't say fictional. He said current or historical. I don't think fictional uh, politics counts. And I'm saying, and of course, Hamilton is a musical, but it's based on reality. So I'm gonna say that that is still not fictional. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure it's a placeholder probably. But he did also bother to change his uh, abbreviation to 5D. <laughs> so it's not even just his initials or anything so way to go nick i hope you enjoy your dragons I while dragons. they last yeah are you gonna like slowly downgrade people's teams or increase people's dragon scores throughout the season i don't plan on re-rating them it was just a draft evaluation I, I think that might have to be the metric for the rest of the season like man they scored that great waiver wire pick i'm gonna give them a half a dragon maybe a dragon tail I mean, half a dragon would be a huge upgrade for one waiver wire pickup. <laughs> sometimes people get really good waiver wire picks. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, which actually is a good moment for us to chat about the waiver wire. I didn't even plan that transition. Oh, wow. You're so smooth. I'm so smooth. Tell I'm, us tell us why people didn't use waiver wire enough last year, why they should use it this year, and how the waiver wire works because everybody has forgotten. I mean, I can't say why they didn't use it enough. <laughs> Because people didn't pay attention to it. Okay, question one. Do we have the same waiver wire system as we did last year? Yes. I would not have changed that without conferring with the league. What is that system? It is a free agent auction budget. So you have $100 to spend on the entire year. uh, And each week, just like before, where you would say who you wanted to pick up and it would clear on like Tuesday night, very early in the morning, or like very early Wednesday, late Tuesday. Um... The same thing happens now, but instead of just saying who you want, you put in a dollar amount that you're bidding on that person, and if you have the highest bid, then you get that person. If it is a tie for highest bid, then the person who is lowest in the rankings breaks the tie and gets the person. And you can bid zero dollars if you run out of money. So um, oftentimes, you know, if, if there's like a really good quarterback who's thrust into a starting position or far exceeding expectations or like a running back... Um, goes from a backup to a starter and is really good, those would go for a large percentage of your entire year-long budget right at the start. Um, whereas, you know, getting a kicker or defense or just like a role player or like a long shot would just be a f- like zero to five dollars or something small just to, um, you know, just to try to get them. But, uh, but yeah, it makes a really big difference, obviously, if you can upgrade your team throughout the season and, and adjust for injuries and, and things like that. And uh, I highly recommend everyone check it out. How much of the waiver wire budget did people use last year? And did I already ask that question? You, I don't, you did not ask it, I believe. And I do not know the percentage, but it was like very low. Like some people didn't use it at all. Like the only person who spent all their money was Casey Johnson because he spent uh, like $90 on Justin Tucker. Um, Which is probably the right choice. Justin Tucker is great. I, I do admit, but he is a kicker. He would be the, if you were just listening a minute ago, that's when I said you could bid $0. <laughs> <laughs> um pro tip from pat and casey bid like honestly like 50 or 80 dollars uh, out of 100 so anyway but yes um everyone had money left over you so also you can take what i say with a huge grain of salt because everyone had money left over so you can bid way more than i said because you'll never run out of money probably what day do waiver wires clear i would have to check double check but i believe it is very late tuesday night uh, early Wednesday. So I morning. remember this causing some confusion for me last year. So if you put a 
pick in before the waiver wire is clear, then it's going to ask you for what amount of money you want to bid. But if it's after the waiver wire is clear, you just pick them up for free. You just pick them up. But I thought there was some period of time where it was like asking me to bid, even though it was after the clearing time. That's if a person was just dropped. They because so if you if no one bid on a person and the the waiver is cleared, then they're just a free agent and you can just pick them up. But if someone was dropped from someone else's team then they're back in the waivers, and so then they have to clear waivers again. So if I picked up, like, um, a, a running back and I dropped uh, one of my wide receivers, that wide receiver would not be a free agent. He'd be on the waivers, and so you'd have to bid to pick him up just because he was just on my team. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's the way it works in that situation. So um, Pat has been a little irritated because I was, like, crunching numbers live while we started this podcast. And not paying attention. Because I, wasn't, I didn't do my homework. Long pauses well, as okay, I ask so questions. Well, okay, so you guys, I'm sure you all noticed and were very excited to find out the exciting conclusion to the question, what the hell was that spreadsheet I was looking at earlier this evening or this afternoon, and I couldn't figure out. Well, I finally figured out what it is, and by figured out, I mean Pat told me, even though I made it. Um, and I had very importantly forgotten to update it after the finals. So I have some brand new statistical stuff from last year, and it kind of relates to your power rankings. And I'm interested to see what you think of this, because this is just the pure number. So this is stuff that you used in making your power rankings. Um, so maybe I can't fool you, but would it just surprise you to know that you and Gary have the exact same regular season and final season average placement that would surprise me yes it is true you both um you're you you averaged seventh in regular season points and you averaged fourth or no seventh in regular season standings and sixth in final standings i'm surprised i am i would have thought i would be a little higher in the first number and a little lower in the second number you thought you would be lower than sixth in final standings? Yeah, because I like missed the playoffs like the first three seasons or something. And also largely the regular season average and the final season average is the same order. Um, in fact, it is the same order. Which is not like shocking, but I thought there'd be like at least one person that would be out of order. Namely, I thought that person would be Casey. Oh, no, he is. Casey is a... Uh, he has averaged 7.25 in the regular season, but he averages 6.5 in the final standings, um, which kind of puts him out of order with Meg Collins, who has averaged 6.5 in the regular season, but also 6.5 in the finals. So Casey has a little bit of a statistical jump. We've talked about that before. Casey has some some weird voodoo. Yeah, the season that he had the second fewest points, but the was the number on overall seed. I this isn't that. even based on points. This is just based on like... He, so he, I'm saying he also has good luck in his regular season standing compared to his final standing. Yes. He's a witch. Yes, we knew that. That's what I'm saying. Cool. Any any insight you want to provide? Um, Nick, Annalisa, and Megan Murphy all are tied at fourth for the regular season average. That's their average standing in the regular season. And um, Nick is the only person whose regular season standing and final season standing averages are the same. He, he averages fourth in the regular season standings and fourth in the final standings. Remarkably consistent. Just outside the money. Yes. Um, if anyone's interested, <laughs> namely me, uh, I'm doing a little better than Nick. Just a bit. Just a bit. I average third in the regular and 3.5 in final. 
if Annalisa hadn't had that one big bad season, she would be murdering us all. In 2015, Annalisa finished ninth in the regular season and ninth in the finals. But if she didn't have that blip, she would be first in both categories by a lot. Indeed. Was that the year that after Owen was born? Yes. Yeah, so she she had like a tiny human to keep alive or something. Yes. Yeah, she was ninth. That was, that was a rough season. So, man, I... I really felt strongly about getting that computed, and it turns out it wasn't as riveting as I thought it would be for all of you, but whatever. Weird. I'm just going to play music on the background <laughs> while you're talking just to keep people entertained. Uh, are, you, are you still feeling good about your team, Pat? Yeah. Has anything I, changed for you? I do feel good about my team. I think, I think it's time to look at everyone's roster and have a special visit from our new friend. What are you talking about? I'm talking about a new segment. Oh, my God. Where we have a visitor. Like your intern? That was the worst. That was the actual worst. This is much better than that because this is Chad. Oh my god, it's the exact same thing. Are you ready for a visit from Chill Out Chad? Hey everybody, it's Chill Out Chad. And I'm going to look at everyone's roster and tell you to chill out. Are you ready for this, Jen? I don't know what any of this means. Let's look at everyone's roster, shall we? Okay. First, we've got Young, Scrappy, and Hungry. You know, Abby may be concerned. Uh, Dak Prescott, a quarterback, is, is a little bit risky. Um, but uh, but I'm going to tell Abby, you know what? Chill out. You've got Cam Newton on the bench. That's a fantastic way to be. I think you're going to be great. Le'Veon Bell, fantastic. Todd Gurley, hit or miss, but it'll probably be good. Jaquiz Rogers at flex. Risky business, but but you know... You, you got options, so so don't worry, Abby. Chill out. You're going to do this for every team. Every team. Cool. Next, we've got Jordy, I hope there are tapes. Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback. Can't do much better than that. Odell Beckham Jr., great. Here's my main concern. Jordy, I hope there are tapes. Does not have Jordy Nelson on your team. But you know what? Chill out. You've got Randall Cobb. It's the other Green Bay wide receiver that you would want. So so everything's cool. Even though you don't have Jordy Nelson, you named your team after him. Just go ahead and chill out. Thoughts? I have no substantive thoughts on football players. I, I cannot tell you how little I know about football at this point in the season. As is evidenced by my draft. Now moving on to Nenastachi Fantasy Football. We should just look up what that word means. We probably should. Also could have concerns about having a a very questionable quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, who's very old and very fragile. But don't worry, Casey. Chill out. You've got Andy Dalton on the bench. He'll be great. Moving along to Squad Save America. Drew Brees, always good. Emmanuel Sanders, kind of old. Justin Tucker, you're going to be fine, Squad Save America. You've got Justin Tucker. I'm really jealous. He's just a delight. Go ahead and chill out. Justin Tucker, there's an article on Grantland um, where he wants, he says, or sorry, the ringer, and he is hoping to kick a 70-yard field goal this year or sometime to, to be presented with the opportunity. He practices 70-yarders. The record is like 62, 63 yards, and and that's very rarely attempted. No one would – it's ridiculous to even attempt a 70-yarder. 
But, so he's so great. Go ahead and chill out. Next, we've got the Tammany Tigers. What you got? Uh, here's what we got. This one's pretty obvious. You've got three players that are suspended. <laughs> I really can't stress enough that I didn't realize that was happening. Like, I like I like a suspended player in the draft. That's a good, I think it's a solid thing to do. Um, three of them is probably much less sound. So I'm going to say, Jen, you go ahead and chill out. First of all, Ezekiel Elliott, when he does come back, is going to be awesome, and your already strong running backs will be absurd. But second of all, I saw a news post that said that his four-game suspension might be reduced to zero. Zero? Zero games. That is a, I, I heard maybe one. Wasn't that supposed to happen today? Um, the hearing got continued. Again? I mean, not continued, but it, they, it's still ongoing. It's a long hearing for a football player. It is a long hearing for a football player. Uh, so anyway, don't worry about little Ezekiel. You can just go and chill out. Next, we've got Meg Collins' team and Meg C's team is the current name. And here's here's a here's a doozy. Unfortunately, Julian Edelman, one of the biggest uh, off-season injuries, uh, out for the year almost definitely because of knee injuries. Uh, and that's that's a concern. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell her to chill out. You have Antonio Brown and Des Bryant. You probably still have the best wide receivers in the league, even though you lost Julian Edelman. I meant to ask you, uh, how excited are you to be playing me week one? Um, Three of my players are suspended. That could be good. Good for, could, for, could be good uh, for the Pat. Pat. You know, mm. not Chad doesn't have a team in our league. Ah, right. Uh, I forgot I'm but, talking to Chad. But, this totally but, makes sense. But Pat is very excited to play you when you ha- are down three players. <sighs> Next, we've got Meg M's team. Uh, you know you know that Jordy Nelson? Jordy, I hope there are tapes. Meg M has Jordy Nelson. You know, maybe a, maybe a certain uh, Johnson Padilla household might be interested in picking up that particular member. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you're concerned that Danny Woodhead uh, is a, mostly a PPR running back and you have him as RB2 and you're, you're concerned. But go ahead and chill out. Maybe you could trade Jordy Nelson for an elite running back from one of the, the Packer fans in the league. Just go ahead and chill out. <laughs> now we've got five dragons but on my current screen it's n question mark question mark n question mark question mark n question mark question mark space n question mark question mark n question mark question mark uh here's what i'm gonna say you're riding high because you got rated five dragons i'm gonna go ahead and tell you to chill out pat polk doesn't know what he's talking about and he's always wrong so your team isn't perfect and maybe you should rein it in a little bit also you have andrew luck who is hurt and maybe won't play this season, maybe will play in a long time. But you can also chill out about that because you've got Russell Wilson. Chill out. Thanks, Chad. Are you going to go home now or are just going to stay for the I'm sorry. Rest? I've got two more teams to look <laughs> oh, at. Oh, good. So good. We're looking at Tim's team. And here's, here's a good one, I think. Tim, you've got some shaky running backs, specifically Kareem Hunt and Delvin Cook are your RB1 and RB2. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you to chill out. You know why? Spencer Ware is hurt. Kareem Hunt is thrust into the starting position, and there's a lot of hype about him, so I thought he was absurd for running back one. But maybe now, uh, with the injury situation, he will actually be worthy of that spot. So don't you worry about your running backs just yet. Let him him have some time and chill out. Finally, let's go ahead and look at Pat's team. Tired of winning. He has nothing to worry about. I guess he should just chill out. 
Oh, thanks, Chad. That was really fun. I really appreciate it. (laughs) That was was so good. And I hope everyone loved it as much as Jen did, which is a lot. Definitely so much. You got got some news for us? Are you about ready to start paying attention to this podcast? Yeah, no, I finished crunching numbers. Um, I apologize again. I always, I can't tell you guys how much of the time I think, oh, these stats are going to be so good and make for such a good podcast. And then afterwards, I'm like, that was terrible and barely made any sense when I listened to it. Why did I read off all those numbers? And yet I keep doing it every single time. Um, so maybe I'll learn eventually. What do, you, what do you think? I don't think you will, Jen. No, in fact, I've got more stats. <laughs> I know you do. Well, here, here's what it is. Um, no, we'll, we'll save this because I know everyone's super excited. I was thinking um, we could make predictions for who's going to win. And also, this is couple getting, right? Couple getting round one? Yeah, couple getting week one and week ten. Okay, so let's, um, let's who's, the, who's the first matchup? I'll just go in the order that they're on my screen, which favors myself, and I apologize, but I just want to go ahead and get it over with. Um, we've got Tired of Winning versus Tammany Tigers. Okay, so you and me... Um, when we have matched up before, I have won four of those matches and you have won three. So, like, not a terrible situation. Um, also, should we make, like, should we, should we predict who's going to win and then, like, make a bet and whoever has the best overall record wins something? Should we make a live podcast? Okay, bet? sure. What's, what, but what, what are the stakes? What do you think? Um, I mean, I wasn't prepared to make a bet. Like, I know. So we should pick something probably pretty boring and try to think of something better for the next podcast. But maybe How about we'll- the um, the winner gets to set the loser's icon for one week. For for a couple getting round two, the winner gets of this bet right now gets to set <laughs> the loser's okay. So that logo that would be a good bet if I would put any effort into that at all. But if I lose, you'll do something hilarious. And if you lose, I'll just like put up a sad face. That's fine. Sad faces are funny. Sad <laughs> faces are funny. Okay, my suggestion was going to be um, the winner gets to like pick where we order takeout for like Saturday night f- football. That's not even a thing, is it? That sounds really fun. Okay, I guess we'll do yours. Ha ha! I win. Okay, so fine. So I, so I will propose the bet next time. Um, you will have to approve it. Obviously, I'm glad we're nailing out the rules now. But yes, logo choice based on who wins. So um, Gary and, or me and you. Uh, I think you are going to win on account of my suspended players. Obviously not the overall strength of my team because I'm very confident like a tiger would be. Sure. Um, just because I am not that type. I mean, I'm going to say I'm going to win too. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll live and die by the sword. I, I just want to say, first of all, um, overall, Four of the five matches are exceptionally close based on the ESPN projections. Right I'm not now. even looking at the projections. I suppose I should ask you that. Um, four of the five projections are 1.5 points or closer. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was really pleased with my work picking up the uh, whatever defense I picked up, the Bills. The Bills. Yeah, I thought that was good work because apparently the Chiefs are not supposed to score many points against the Patriots. Yeah. Or, you, wait, you, you they're usually... supposed to have lots of points scored on them. Yeah, you don't want to usually have a defense who's playing against a very good offense, and the Patriots are predicted to have a very good offense. And they're like those; those are both. I mean, for me and you, that's big. It's Gronk and Brady, who we have on our teams. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Um, next up, Jordy. I hope there are tapes versus Nenistasiaski fantasy football. So this one, <laughs> how could anyone forget? Uh, they've faced off like us seven times <laughs> Casey has 
Never fucking won one time against Annalisa. Casey has beat everybody else in the league, beat or tied, at least twice. The closest he's come to this is I, he beat me once and we tied. But everyone else he's beaten at least twice. But not even once against Annalisa. And having not looked at their teams at all and not looking at their matchup at all, I'm going to say he's going to continue in that grand tradition and Annalisa is going to beat him. Well, ESPN favors him by one whopping point. Um, but, uh, I mean, it would be boring if I go with you every time. We'll eventually diverge. We could get, like, weirdly invested in one matchup. If it's a tie, hmm. should, we, should, we should have a tiebreaker on our bet, perhaps? We should if bet it's this. a tiebreaker, we both set each other's logos if we, if we tie. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think Annalisa's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Uh, by the way, we, I didn't mention it, but Jen is favored by a half a point, um, according to ESPN right now. Because ESPN is always correct. It is always, you know, the precision is amazing. Next, we have Tim versus Megan. Tim versus Meg M. And Tim is favored by 0.4 points. Let uh, me give you the history. Tim has won three matches. Megan has won four. And it is predicted to be the lowest scoring game of the week uh, so far. Again, people haven't adjusted their lineups, you know, things like that. Um, but uh, Also, they haven't even named their team. So if I had to guess which two people had not adjusted their lineups yet, it would be those two. Uh, quick reminder, when does football start? Thursday, September 6th. One week from the evening this is being recorded. Yeah, and less than that from when it's posted. Sorry, guys. Set your lineups. Set your lineups. So who do you think? I would have to go with Meg Murphy on this one. Um, I don't, I still don't, even though I heard from Chad that Tim should chill out about his running backs, I'm still concerned about them, and I I would give the edge to Meg. I feel like I should go the opposite way, but, you know, like, lady power and all. I'm going to say Megan as well. Dang. All right, here, this one is crazy. Gary versus Abby. Uh, Squad Save America versus Young, Scrappy, and Hungry. And Abby is currently favored by 15 points, which I'll remind you is 10 times the margin of the second closest projection. Has he just not set something? No, he actually, he has a high, he has a totally normal projection and she just has a super, super high projection, primarily because she has Le'Veon Bell, who they're projecting to get 20 points. Interesting. Yes. And also Jaquiz Rogers, who is um, kind of like a relatively middling running back in the NFL, uh, has 10.3 points. So she's there's, she has a couple that are a, a, a little high, um, and that's just giving her the 15-point advantage. Okay, well, I'm taking Abby then. <laughs> I will actually take Gary. There you go. We you, are diverging. That's just, you're just doing that for funsies? No, I, I I think that the projection is kind of crazy. I mean, Drew Brees versus Dak Prescott, really? Come on. Come on. I definitely know what those words mean. Moving on. Finally, we have... Snakes. Five dragons. Nick Spear versus... Snakes on a team. Meg C's team. And, oh, they're dragons. Uh, Nick they is... They look like snakes on my computer. Yeah. Nick is favored by 1.5 points. Oh, I forgot to give you the Gary and Abby history. Gary um, has beat Abby four times. And Abby has won three times. Um, Meg Collins has 
defeated Nick on one grand occasion and tied him on one other. And Nick has won five times. I'm going to take Nick. Because, I mean, Lady Power is great, but five dragons, so. I will also take Nick. <laughs> so we're diverging on So one. Gary and Abby, no pressure. But um, Abby, I'm going to need you to lock this up. Because I care very much about this logo situation, as you can tell. Gary, you lock it up. <laughs> Clever. Thank you. Uh, I thought that was fun. Um, well, actually, yes. Yeah, so obviously, my independent plan for what to discuss in the podcast would have involved looking at uh, week one. So that is off. So I don't really have any specific other plans uh, for, for what we discussed. So what, what do you got, Murph? Um, well, I've just got like a little ending stats nugget oh you really you like stats yeah i do no this is just motivational just like if you guys are like what should we strive for this season if we wanted to set new records for no reason at all other than to make jen happy um so if you want to set the longest streak you're gonna need to win six games just as a reminder that's um, uh would that tie the record or be- that would tie it record? so you need to you need to win more than six games um to take that title away from Gary, I can't read my own handwriting, and Jen, Annalisa, I think. Um, try not to lose more than 10 games. That's a lot of games to the, lose. The season is 13 se- games long. So just don't do not do that. Don't lose the whole season. <laughs> um, but if you want to set the best season record, you're going to have to win more than 10 games, which is also pretty difficult. Annalisa and Gary could keep that one pretty easily and try and Try not to lose more than 11 games, which is also a lot of games to lose. That's rough. 11 games is so many. So many. Um, This is really much more pertinent to our uh, beginning of the season. I'm sure I've quizzed you on these before, but how many do you think you need to win in a row to set the new record for the best season start? Oh, for the start, um, six would be the record. The record is four, so you only have to win five. Um, I think that one's actually very gettable. So I think that might be one of the, I think I think any of those other ones are going to be harder. But but five five games in a row, I bet somebody could do that. Um, try not to lose your first eight games. That's so brutal. That was Gary the first season. That was Gary. But no, neither of the other losing streak records are Gary. Actually, you would have thought that he was perfectly primed to win just, eleven I, games or lose eleven games overall. That's just a rude introduction to the sport of fantasy football. It's losing your first eight games out of 13 in a season. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like there's an explanation for why he hates this so much. But it's almost like there's a reason that he likes it a whole lot more all of a sudden after he had a really, really good season. And um, now he's fifth in the I, power rankings. I, what, what do you think about Gary's enthusiasm? I think he seemed like a little more into it. Oh, he certainly is. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, he, he did well and he got a little more invested and now he, he kind of sees the, the fun in it. I strongly suspect he still has no interest whatsoever in football, which could be... Um, limiting yes uh i agree gary probably doesn't care about actual football but got more into fantasy football yes i think having a baby could dampen that <laughs> well having had a baby jen how did but that we were already in and also i mean okay so there is like a weird thing where when she was a newborn i actually did have time like you're just sitting there with a baby sleeping on you a lot of the time. And so, like, it's not actually that hard to, like, scroll through fantasy football stuff. I'm actually finding it much harder to find time to do it now with a toddler. So, but somehow I just don't see Gary being like, oh, yeah, what should I do right now? Definitely look at fantasy football information. 
Abby would, I bet Abby will do that. Maybe like, maybe that's the, the baby bump for Abby. Perhaps. <laughs> Good analysis. Thank you. Um, okay. And last little bit of a motivation. If you would like to come out strong in the first game and set a record, then just get more than 177.5 points. Take it away from uh, Meg Collins. Here's my prediction, Jen. I do not break any of those records this season, either the good ones or the bad ones. It, well, what's fun about the records is they're going to get harder and harder to break, right? Because, you know, they're getting more and more impressive. 177 points is a tremendous number of points. On the other end, what do you think the lowest point scored is? It's very low. It's like 40. 34. That was pretty close. Who did it? Annalisa. Yeah, surprising, right? I'm sorry, Annalisa. I always pick on you for that because I don't feel like I'm shaming you by pointing out that one bad game because you've overall been very good, as you know. She was very good. Um, so, yes, go for those records, good or bad. Just be superlative. Exactly. That's all whatever I'm looking you do. for. And be Casey, <laughs> I'm actually kind of torn on Casey beating Annalisa. At this point, it's just becoming fun because zero and eight? That's nuts. It would it would be hard to do. I mean, zero and seven was hard to do. He's done it so far. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of parity in our league on purpose, and it's getting. And I think that is probably only going to increase. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be good. I think looking at the numbers, I've been surprised by that. I thought that like over time we would kind of even out more than perhaps we have. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I guess. But if you notice my. My dragon ratings were all pretty close, pretty good. I thought everyone had a pretty good team. And if there's one thing I've learned about fantasy football so far, it's that your predictions are always 100% accurate. Yes, exactly. I feel like we should have prepared more. I mean, this is our first, it's it's the launch of the season. People need to get pumped. Lily has football diapers to go on her little baby butt. She does. She's very stoked and she has a USC shirt. She does have a USC shirt and it's so cute. And we kind of taught her to fight on. Yeah, she doesn't use her... Index and middle fingers. fingers. Um, she's, she's she mostly like, just uses her pointer finger. <laughs> pointer finger and thumb, kind of. Um, but she kind of moves her hand in rhythm with the fight song. So, she yes. Probably thinks her parents have joined a weird cult. The whole Polk Murphy household just really excited. We are. Um, how was your day, Beth? <laughs> Fine. Thanks, Jed. Beth and I haven't really had a chance to catch up today. How, how was your day, Jed? I was good. It was a little busy, kind of hectic. Got some tension in my shoulders. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, hopefully uh, crouching over a microphone uh, for 40 minutes uh, fixed you right up. Well, you know, Thursday is like a good day to stay up late and do a podcast because I kind of feel like, oh, but tomorrow's Friday. Even though I literally never sleep in anymore, somehow my brain is still programmed to think that the weekends mean sleep. I, I don't know why. I feel you. I feel you. But uh, yeah, so. You're not really engaging with this dialogue and I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> What are you, what are you feeling right now? I said I feel you. Are you are you feeling trapped, pressured, tired, anxious? Like you're going to edit all of this out? We'll see. <laughs> Mostly the latter. Mm. That's fine, that's fair. Um all right, listeners. Uh, if anybody has any podcast ideas, because obviously Pat and I cannot sustain this forever. Uh, so we're going to need some interviews, I think. Pat's going to have to talk to some of you guys instead of me, his beloved roommate. Um, yeah, get some, get some good stuff going. And, guys, importantly, I now have equipment 
should the need arise to simultaneously record four people live in studio. So we could have two couples talking on one episode. At the same I mean, time. the studio is our living room and the baby sleeps next to it. So I don't know about four people recording ever, but yeah, sure. Four people. I, I mean, I'm excited about a, a more than just me and you podcast. I suggested that tonight's podcast should be a sister podcast, a Pat plus sister podcast. Um, but seemingly he did not agree. Throw me under the bus. I did not. Just how does it feel? I did not shoot that down at all. I mean, but it didn't happen. Of course, Megan has not uh, named her team or done anything with her team yet, so maybe she wouldn't be ready. And she's in the bedroom with her door closed. So, you know. Sex in the City isn't going to watch itself, Pat. I guess not. I guess not. (sighs) Well, friends, with that, I think it's time. (laughs) I'm I'm excited to see whether this makes it. Anyway, it's been lovely hanging out with you, um, even if through a microphone. Likewise, Jen. I think you're delightful. I, I like you as well. Bye, everybody.